we're a week removed from from the 29th. Has your misery and sadness and depression faded yet? Uh, about Spence. Yeah, about Spence. Do you know what his performance is so bad? And, yes. You know, like he didn't show up so much that like it, it doesn't hurt that much to me. But I was definitely incredibly disappointed that we didn't get the sort of power for power war that we were promised. Yeah, yeah. definitely. That's the biggest thing. Like I can I could take Crawford <clears throat> winning, even winning by stoppage, but like. Like, we didn't get anything out of that. We just got our lunch money taken. We didn't get the contest at all. Yeah, it wasn't the battle for the ages. It was a bit of a... Yeah. It was a bit deflated. Um, I think it was, yeah. like, at maybe halfway through round two, I'm like, man, this shit's over. It's just a matter of how, how this ends for Crawford to win. It was really unfortunate. We've had worse L's this... Uh last couple of months so <laughs> with uh, Whitaker losing I was more fun about Whitaker losing than uh... Terence Crawford is, a w- is the undisputed welterweight champion it just doesn't have the same appeal I guess mm. I mean rematch at 154 right so I think that would favour Spence in terms of that he doesn't have, a, have to cut down to that way I hope we do see it because I definitely think that Spence did have an off night and he didn't show up or whatever so if they do rematch and Spence doesn't turn up like that I imagine that it's a much much closer affair whether he wins or not I probably am convinced now that he won't win the rematch but I think without him depleting himself to get to 47 and with the skill that we know he does have you know that was a bad performance from him uh, I still think it's a fucking thrilling contest at 54 I really do the rematch Oh, I really want to have your uh, your optimism there. It's just I don't. I'm not sure where Spence improves in the areas he needs to for that fight. Like he goes up to 154, maybe his cardio is better. He's got better punch resistance, but like he can't get time from that right from the get go all night. Like he's getting his jab countered. That's bad. But Bud, that was Bud's game plan, right? To take away Spence's most powerful weapon, which is arguably their jab. And once Bud had uh, taken that jab out of the equation, Spence couldn't adjust. He had no plan B to go to. And I think that was a big part of what caused him to look so bad on the night. I will say from a fantasy fight perspective, that's probably the only thing that's better with Crawford winning, because now we're looking toward Crawford versus Jamel. And if Spence had won, that kind of would have just would have just killed the division dead. I think, like Spence would have moved up, Mel would have moved up, and they would have, you know, you'd have, you wouldn't have as much big fight potential out of uh, out of that outcome. But that's also just cope because I would have traded that in a heartbeat for Spence <laughs> <Yeah>. to win. <sighs> oh, I forgot. I had tagged this this episode of the Ultimate Fucking Casual as the uh, Big Fish Fry Deluxe uh, Edition. Aww. Yeah. For fuck's sake. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's my heart going into it, too, so that's fine. Um, a very solemn intro into the Ultimate Fucking Casual. Who's that? That's me. I picked Errol Spence and uh, Dustin Poirier to win, so I'm the Ultimate Fucking Casual. I don't know shit <laughs> about boxing, MMA... 
street fighting, bum fights, I don't know anything about fight sports. Unfortunately, I am joined. I don't know shit about anything. I don't know anything about anything. Fortunately, I'm joined by some guys who do. Nathan, Chief, my good buddies here. We're going to go over the last two weeks of UFC and the next two weeks of UFC. I should say MMA there. I shouldn't synonymize those, but whatever. Kind of is, unfortunately. Um, we were talking a bit about Jake Paul and Nate Diaz. Um, bit of a clown show. Am I, am I right? I didn't watch. I decided to do something else. <laughs> it was exactly how you'd expect it to be going into it. You know, Nate couldn't really box to the level that Jake could. And, you know, the best Diaz did was just sort of zombie forward with his hands up, but... I will say, if there was ever a fight that got me to believe in, like, scripts, that genuinely could have been it, because every beat you could have expected or predicted from that fight is what happened. What, with, like, momentum shifts and things like that? Or what was happening? Yeah, well, like, Paul comes out and, like, beats the shit out of him in the first four rounds, and then... In the middle and late rounds, Diaz, like, it's this insane cardio and his insane chin, and he's suddenly eating shots and not flinching from them, and he's, you know, throwing more shots. He's throwing, like, twice as many shots as he did in the first round, and it's like that weird Diaz cardio, and then mm. it goes to a decision, and Jake Paul wins. So. <laughs> and then it, the Diaz is, they always say, oh, if that was another round, I'd have won that fight. That's like a common saying for them. Um, maybe you should have negotiated for 11 rounds then instead of 10. <laughs> well, Jake was making a joke of it in the build-up. He was saying, oh, we should do 15 rounds. Shit like that. He's probably glad they didn't actually do that because I don't think Nate would have stopped him, but he would have won those last five rounds probably. Yeah, maybe. He never looked at any point like he was going to win the fight you know, or anything close. I mean, maybe you give him two rounds being generous two I'd say so yeah definitely what do you think is different I think you could give him I want to say I gave him the fourth and then the eighth and the ninth Um, and that was really just like activity I don't think Diaz landed a single big power shot Shot. the whole night he was just there's a lot of you almost say slap punches I mean he doesn't really load up on his shots ever so it was just a lot of a lot of arm punching right and Jake being either uh, having a defensive deficiency where he couldn't just carry or block all of them, or just Diaz just out cardioing him and taking advantage of Paul uh, gassing. Then the slaps, really? the slapping starts. Well, he had him in a guillotine at one point. He really could have just cranked that down and ended the fight right there. Is that why Jake Paul was saying, let's do it again in MMA? I think he was planning to say that regardless, but... I'm just going to have to do this through the phone. Well, your voice sounds beautiful anyway, so... <laughs> <laughs> Can you tell I'm sick? Oh, I sound... Uh, sound yeah, I... A little congested. Just a little. Uh, yeah, I didn't watch. I instead went to my city's uh, football team, football club, uh, soccer. Soccer? That's, hey. that's the... Uh, I think that's the proper term, but I think you, you Brits get a little upset when we say that. 
some Brits get way too. The thing is, is like three quarters of the world or world population calls it football. Right. You know, so. It, well, yeah. Well, I think that whoever, whatever organization has the world's best player can decide what we call it. And since we have Messi now, it's called. <laughs> That's right. He is in MLS now. <laughs> oh, shit. <clears throat> well, maybe the next time at the next uh, U.S. Open Cup. Uh, Phoenix can get fucking wrecked by wherever Messi's playing. Uh, uh, you better start saving up for that now because they were in Dallas playing FC Dallas and uh, the nosebleed tickets were $700. Jesus. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't go to that, needless to say. Yeah, I wouldn't either. Um, oh, you broke it. Can't you afford it? <laughs> oh, yeah. No. no broke. Brookie. Yeah, I had to. I spent that filling up my my gas tank. Thanks, Obama. <laughs> oh, let's let's get into the recaps before we uh, before I get more miserable knowing that I'm gonna miss out on my namesake Messi. I was named that first. So I'll let him know. By the way, <laughs> on the 29th, the big one, UFC 291. This shit was great. We're going to go from the bottom up as usual. Kevin Holland submits Michael Chiesa in the first. That was, I think we were talking about how, like, Kevin Holland, his ground game is get out of the ground game and get back into stand-up. And, yeah, that was that was pretty cool. The the role reversal there, I thought that was uh, really fun to see. It wasn't, it's not just that. Uh, Chiesa is known as, like, a submission specialist. <laughs> oh. So, he, like, the... Um, Gangly uh, Slender Man got got the submission win over yeah, the well, Master. Kiesa used to fight at fifty five as well, so he's I think he's just right size for welterweight. But Holland's a pretty big guy for welterweight. I'd say. He's yeah. almost a middleweight. I think there was even talk of Kiesa retiring after that. I don't think that actually happened, but when he t started taking off his gloves the commentators thought that was about to happen and that was kind of fitting considering he just got submitted <laughs> yeah. it was like man you just got beat at like your thing it's like eh, it's maybe it's time Kies is like part of the old guard as well and there's like him and Tony Ferguson you know they were of, like Khabib's generation roughly you know the, the McGregor lot to yeah that was quite a bit ago isn't it like their, their heyday was yeah 10 exactly. years ago eight years ago I'd say okay. 2016 All right. not, not too bad when Kiesa was maybe in sniff for a title shot or chance at lightweight at one point he was ranked in the top five if I recall correctly um, he was the next big thing for a while but yeah, as you can tell that didn't really pan out <laughs> not quite speaking of not panning out Tony Ferguson gets submitted in the third by Bobby Green was this as bad as you were expecting? There's a yes and a no answer. The no answer is he didn't get like completely mauled, like I like he didn't get knocked out horribly again. But the the yes to it is he got submitted, and that's like if you're a Tony fan, that's got to be the most deflating thing ever. Watching a a submission artist like Tony get subbed, like it's like like we were just talking about that for yes, it's like a, times a hundred for Tony. That's not something I think anyone ever expected to see. And by a guy like Bobby Green, he's got single-digit submissions or something like that. He's not got a lot of... He's, he's a not striker. A, 
Yeah, yeah. he's not so bad. Wow. So <laughs> that was a... In a I wouldn't say it's embarrassing because, I mean, he's had an incredible career. This doesn't take anything off of his his legacy, but it's still like, that's kind of a depressing way to watch a, a legend go out. Is this on the same tier of Roy Jones? Ooh. Like, the, the dude really overstaying his welcome, really looking shitty, but he keeps yeah, doing it anyway. Ferguson's part, yeah, he, uh, Ferguson took some real damage in 2020 from uh, Justin Gaethje. Justin Gaethje fought him, and he, he stopped turning. When and nobody stops turning because he's tough and he's got cardio for days. That's like his his cardio is a weapon. He fights at a pace that his opponents just can't live with. And Gaethje just battered him from pillar to post for three and a half, maybe four of like the five rounds they were in there. Yikes. Yeah, it, the sort of damage that Gaethje did is the sort of uh, damage that takes, you know, takes time off your life. That was how bad a beating it was. Yeah, that's definitely not good. <laughs> yeah, it might, might be time to start uh, looking for the exit there, if this is how it's going to keep going. <laughs> yeah, he's lost six straight now, so it's like, what is there left yeah. for you to do? There's no title shot, there's no legacy fight, there's just you hurting your body even more. If you continue fighting at this point, for whose benefit? Uh, well, th what's left for him to do? So he got knocked out in four, was it? Submitted in three. So we need like what a knockout in one, knockout in two, <laughs> uh, submission in one. Yeah, he's got to tick all the boxes. We can only go further down. Yeah, <laughs> the downward spiral can only continue. Oh man, somebody needs to have a really hard conversation with him. Yeah. Derek Lewis, ranked 11th at heavyweight, gets a stoppage in one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he did. That was a good one. Yeah. That was fun. Clearly, yeah, the, clearly the fight of the night across both sports that night, <laughs> I think. <laughs> yep. Unless you're a Crawford fan. I don't know. In which case, like, surgical destruction, picking oh. Errol Spence apart. That would have been sweet. <laughs> D Derek was like almost in shape as well. Like, he didn't have to take his camp seriously. He wasn't like as fat as he usually is. And he looked serious and he got a crazy knockout. This is the this is the type of Derek Lewis that, that sort of like I and a lot of other fans fell in love with. So, fighting an unranked guy at rank, at rank 11, does he move up or down or anything? Or does he just does he just stay there? Probably, probably stay where he is, I don't imagine. All right. So then what was the point of this? Um, keeping him busy or seeing, this was seeing if he even stays on the rankings? Oh, yeah. Damn. He, was, he has been on a not very good run. I don't think he's on a losing. Yeah. Oh, no, he is. He lost to... He lost like three in a row, I think. Something like oh, two in a row. Three. Lost three in a row. Uh, four out of his last five. Wow. So he's not on a good good run. So this was... At least he didn't lose here. Yeah. But he also did it in a crazy fashion. Like, I never thought he would be able to defy the Earth's gravity like that. Like, <laughs> no one is supposed to be. Someone his size should not be able to get off the ground like that. Nah, I agree with it. <laughs> well, uh, maybe it was the thought of losing his ranking that made him really step it up in camp and take the whole what thing. Did you, what did you think of his post-fight interview? 
Amazing again. <laughs> I don't recall it to be honest with you. Um, I was uh, double Thanks. screening with uh, boxing, so I didn't. that's fair. Uh, the one thing he said, they asked him, he's like, you know, did you plan that flying knee? He's like, no, I just kind of did it. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, kinda, he just went up and he just kept going. Another all-time interview, as always. That's my boy. That's Derek. Yeah, he's the all-time, he's an all-timer on the mic. Um, I want to say that Kevin Holland also was chopping it up pretty well. Yeah, he does. He's, uh, he's good like that. Yeah. yeah. He's he's another one earlier where they'd love it if he could become champion with the UFC because they know he's going to sell pay-per-views. Yeah, definitely. Derek Lewis is funny, but it, like, does he is he good? Well, I, before he started went on his skid, how how high up was he in the rankings? He he got a title shot. He fought DC. Ooh. He was ranked like number two or three at one point. So he Beat. can. I mean, he beat Ngannou once. I mean, yeah. it was one of the worst fights of all time, but he, he beat him. <laughs> yeah, it, can, it, it wins a win, I suppose. Oh, wow. Speaking of wins being wins, Alex Pereira split decision over Jan in his light heavyweight debut. Uh, this was on when Spence Crawford was on, so I didn't watch it, and I didn't go back and watch it either. But is there anything worth noting here? Like, how did Pereira look? He looked good. He looked like himself, to be honest. Um, Didn't look drained or anything, or or, or bloated. No, no, not not at all. He, uh, I think they said he weighed like two hundred twenty-three pounds on Jesus. fight day. Jesus, I think I think that's what they said this time. But uh, he was doing that down at, when he was fighting at middleweight as well, didn't he? Like, is he? Izzy maybe weighs like 195 pounds maximum. <laughs> you think he's he's got to get hit and fight that guy? Um, he could be a fucking he could be a fucking heavyweight. Could um, Pereira? Yeah, he could. It's an insane weight cut. So, I don't see any reason why he couldn't go up either. I mean, he's <laughs> he's got the time, and uh, at least in this fight, he really improved on his his biggest deficiency with his, his ref, which is his wrestling. And yep. he actually managed himself well when, when Jan was on top and he was able to stuff a lot of takedowns and keep Jan from completely bullying him. So that was a big step as far as his skill development goes in MMA. So the likely next step is uh, the number one guy, I forget his name, but for the vacant belt, if I'm not mistaken. This is, no, this is a bit for, uh, yeah, this was, I think this was pretty much like a title Sort of title fight. eliminator. Yeah, it was an eliminator. Yeah, who gets the num- fights the number one guy to fill the fill the gap? If if Yuri Proskov can come back by the end of the year or maybe like early next year, Alex Pereira will probably fight him for that title. Yeah, that I think that makes sense. Is he out on injury or something? Yeah, he totally screwed up his knee. Yikes! Or something like that. So, the champ um, Jamal something he, jamal hill jamal hill that's right he he got a achilles tendon rupture right yes i believe he did okay so an achilles tendon and a and then a bum knee and then there's alex <laughs> wow jeez yeah those are those are rough injuries to come back from I... if if you were uh, if you were like a coach of like a sports team 
you would not want that person in your squad, would you? Do you, know, do you know what I mean? Like, they're going to be injured a lot of the time. They're going to be a waste of money most of the season. Yeah, um, I think we over here we do injured reserve, where, like, they're out for the uh, season on, like, partial pay to rehabilitate. Oh, no, there's no partial pay here. It's full pay. Unless you're uh, Stephen Thompson, then you get no pay. <laughs> well, yeah, true. <laughs> That's well uh, remembered. That situation is just shit, especially considering that Steven's like one of the like, most liked guys in MMA as well. Hmm. And he's what he's what the UFC would call like the company man. Like he does what the company says, no questions asked, and yeah, they're still fucking him anyway. Never badmouths the brass. Not yeah. to my knowledge. All right, let's hit the main event. Justin Gaethje. As much as I wanted him to win, I didn't think he was going to, and. What a surprise. The result kicked me in the face. Hey. <laughs> so how did how was this set up? Nathan, you picked Dustin. How did Justin get the setup to land the, the finishing kick there? So he's done something. I don't know if he's done this before, but he got that knockout by doing this, this, something called the same side combo where typically you... <laughs> You know, in boxing, you do you throw a left and a right, or you know, right left or something like that. That's your 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 alternating combination. But in MMA, there's been this thing where you throw your right hand and then you immediately throw a same side kick, and so the the opponent sees that right and they they go to the other side because they think the left is coming when really they're leaning into oh um, nice a right hand shot and yeah, yeah. Um, there's been other guys that have done it. So like Stephen Thompson. Um, who we just mentioned, he's one of the guys who's done it earliest. Um, so it's not like totally new, but now it's we're seeing a lot more of it. That's how he caught him, and he kind of—I mean, it comes out of nowhere. Um, like up into that fight, Dustin looked good. I thought he was—he seemed like he was winning the majority of the exchanges, and then out of nowhere, he just gets blasted. And it's like, if you're not prepared for that, what are you gonna do? I mean, like, it's not a shot you can recover from. You don't have like, especially when there's no ten count, like. You're toast. You can't. You can only make that mistake one time, and you're not gonna survive it most of the time. Yeah, the the amount of guys that you see like weathering a shot like that or continuing after it is very low. Usually, that sort of shot will knock a guy out. It's like we always say, like your legs are just so much more powerful than your hands. Anybody can knock somebody out with a leg leg kick, like pretty much regardless of what physical shape they're in. You know, so it's a, it is a deadly move. Where does Dustin go from here now that he's... Dustin? Yes. He goes nowhere. I think he just... He takes Justin's number three spot. I mean, do, this do is... I'd love to see him versus Colby because they hate each other. Oh, yeah. That's actually not a bad idea. Um, cause, because, let's be honest, I know Colby's fighting Leon for this belt, right? But he's not going to beat Leon. So, we've got to think of fights like that for Dustin. So, I think a fight versus my guy would be a very good business move for him as well. You know, they could sell the beef, rack up them pay-per-views, baby. Or even if Colby does win. I mean, who's to say Dustin doesn't just go up and wait and immediately challenge? Like, yeah. that division is not crazy loaded right now. I think they could justify it yeah it just been same as like what these did with connor and ronda like connor got a title shot super early 
Ronda, you know, they basically made her champion before she'd even had a fight in the UFC when they brought her in as a woman for the first time. And what about for Justin? What does he have standing in his way from a title shot? Well, that's it. He will get a title. He'll fight the winner of this fight in uh, September, October. Charles versus Islam too. I don't see anything getting... The only thing that could potentially get in the way is Volk, but the UFC would be insane to put Volk and Justin for a non-title fight. So I don't... It's not really a wrench in that plan. He should be up next. And if... Just let's just say Justin wins against the winner of uh, Islam Oliveira rematch. Oh man, very unlikely. <laughs> but uh, Volk would be probably be coming after that. Yeah, I would imagine. And I don't even know what I would pick. Like as, as highly as I rate Volk, if Justin, like let's say he head kicked Islam and knocked him out, like <laughs> that's such an insane win. I don't even know how you'd rate that. I don't know how you'd look at him. It would totally change his, his legacy as a fighter if he were to go do that. Or if he beat uh, Oliveira in a rematch. I mean, wow. I, it would it would totally change your perspective on that guy. Yeah, 100%. Good stuff. Moving on to the fifth, if you all are ready. Yes, sir. All right. Bottom up here, stop me if you need to. Uh, Ludovic Klein, UD over Ignacio Bahamondes. Tanner Bozer, UD over Alexa Kamur. This one I wanted to talk about briefly. Diego Lopez submission one over Gavin Tucker. That was cool as fuck. If you didn't see it, I recommend at least checking out that highlight. Gavin's going for the... He's shooting in for the takedown. Diego Lopez like, yeah, no, I'm just going to jump on you with my legs and then put you into a triangle. Night, night, Gavin. <laughs> Uh, D- Dustin Jacoby, ranked 15th, gets the KO1 over Kennedy Zichuku. Um, I remember them saying that Kennedy was coming in off of a lot of momentum and that he had pretty heavy hands. And uh, he was tagging up Jacoby pretty well. And it's, it's really strange. The combination that started the stoppage was... Kennedy landed like two or three shots on Jacoby's face and Jacoby hits one counter on the button. Just just one of those like perfect ones. Like Pacquiao on uh, Ricky Hatton. It's just oh, yeah. right on the money and Kennedy was done. And he, he caught him like almost falling away too. Yeah. It was a beautiful shot. It was a nice one. Very cool little striking finish there. Oh man. the You mentioned changing of the, of the old guard. Andrade gets submitted in two. She was one of the like the top female names, right? Yeah, she was champion um, at one point. Yeah, I think she's always been very beatable, though. I'd say. Oh, okay. Hmm. Like it's like a lot of the women's that like the spot moves so quickly that you know that kind of just attracts onto a lot of fighters. It was a, it was a cool little submission there. Tatiana Suarez herself, she's she's been around for a while now too, maybe like eight years or like that. I'd say. It's a long time for anyone. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Was there anything else I wanted to mention on this one? I don't think so. Okay. The main event: Corey Sandhagen ranked fourth. I guess the UD over Rob Font ranked seventh. They were both. Uh. They're both bantamweights, but this was contested at a catchweight. Oh really? Yeah, I think I had, uh, 140 pounds. 
there was right. there I had a different name listed previously and Rob Font might be might have come in as a later replacement and that might be why um, didn't have a full yeah camp. he did he did yeah something was meant to be fighting somebody else wasn't he it's like Umar something or other was it Umar number yeah it was it was Nurgan Amenov that's the one that's Khabib's little brother that I'm is he pretty sure yes I think so yeah, so that's who Sandhagen was supposed to fight, but obviously not. I'm, I honestly only saw the first like round and a half of this one, so I can't really speak to it too much. Oh, well, you saw the entire fight then, because that's <laughs> the entire fight went. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, then I guess I did. Oh, I don't feel too badly about that one anymore. I remember Rob Font was... We talked about him on one of like the first episodes we did. And he was ranked like in the lower half of the t- the eleven to fifteen range. So pretty cool that he's making the climb. Chief, did you catch what Rob Font's corner said uh, at one point? No. What did it say? So it was like in between the third and fourth round, I think. And Font was just getting beaten pretty one-sidedly. Yeah. His corner said something along the lines of like. You need to get your head out of your fucking ass, and you need to, you know, go after this guy. And he's like, "I'm sorry, I'm not trying to be a dick. We need to get your head out of your ass." Oh, <laughs> it, was like, it was like weirdly wholesome. He's like, "Sorry, man, I'm just trying to get you to go." <laughs> you need to get fired up. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's nice. It didn't. It didn't work though. But it was a good effort, I guess. <laughs> Oh, good stuff. Uh, Sandhagen, when did it, I saw him fight Marlon Vera, was it? Yeah. And they had a pretty exciting scrap, if I recall correctly. Yeah. So, if this was contested at a catchweight for Font's sake, I'm assuming that they're both going to continue campaigning at 35. Yeah, these guys are both 35. And so, coming up, which will be speaking to more at length in a moment but it's uh sterling and uh o'malley right yes the, it the, is the I title fight coming cannot up wait, cannot wait for that even though my boy's probably gonna get me um all right well let's get no oh, that's in two weeks never mind so we got a fight night card to get through but uh yeah let's let's keep it moving so we can get to that sooner rather than later points total um we didn't do any picks for the fifth so 28 to 31 uh, Chief is still a little bit ahead. I would yeah. say this coming weekend, this the most important card is on Friday, Bellator 298. I'm absolutely kidding. Uh, Saturday, August 12th. So Bellator's on if you want to watch that. Are, is it the same for MMA fans? This, like the way that it is for like boxing fans? Like I consider myself... self The term that I self-assigned is I'm a like a degenerate and I just watch anything. Are there people like that? Or is it like UFC loyalty? Yeah. I'd say there's the vast majority of UFC fans only, but sort of the the non hardcores I'd say. For most of them anyway. For then for the hardcore group you've got, you know, a few people who will watch anything. Yeah. You know. Me personally, I will not watch fucking. Uh, I watch a couple of Bellator. Like it has to be two huge names that I've never seen compete before. Bellator versus Ryzen. That to me sounds pretty fun. I think it would be if it was like remotely competitive, but I think Bellator just went like four and zero again. 
and the the oh, one other Ryzen. fight was another yeah, and then one fight was a no contest. So you might as well round that up to five and zero again. Bellator mm. versus Ryzen. Bellator plus PFL versus Ryzen. Then they need to purchase Ryzen and Legacy Fight Alliance, and then they could and Cage Warriors, and then yep. they could have like a WWF oh. invasion arc. Cage Warriors is already owned by the UFC. Oh, but that's okay. I'll, that makes I'll, sense. I'll be totally down for a WCW, ECW style invasion into uh, WWF. Yeah. I'd fully support that in the current order. And because they Man. don't get all the stars, some of the UFC guys have to defect to the invasion groups because <laughs> they don't sign everyone. Uh, right, <laughs> let's get this uh, fight night card out of the way here. Um, bottom up, Josh Fremd. Fremd. He, he's a friend, but he has an M. M, as in Mancy. Versus Jamie Pickett, middleweights. Uh, Josh Parisian versus Martin Boudet. This was this is a rescheduling at heavyweight. Pollyanna Viana versus Yasmin Lucindo. I think I've seen Lucindo fight a few times. Orlando Venata versus Mike Breeden, lightweights. Khalil Roundtree, ranked 13th, versus Chris Dacus, 14th at light heavyweight. And Vicente Luque, Luque versus Rafael Dos Anjos, ranked 9th at welterweight. Any... Wow, that's an alright scrap. Luque versus Dos Anjos, isn't it? They were saying. That's a great one. Yeah, the commentary on the Sandhagen card, where they were saying that, that uh, Dos Anjos has been around for a while like veteran of the wars but still has a lot left in the tank kind of thing yeah I mean it seems to be the case if he's at least in the top 10 and uh old Vicente Luque he's like a fan favorite of mine he's been in a lot of crazy wars um a lot of really exciting fights uh he's unfortunately fallen off he's not shown to be championship capable but I would expect this fight to be really good uh guys uh I'd, sorry, sorry, Leo, if you push this out, but I don't, this might be a cool little segment to do. So, as we're recording this... We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. Hi there. So, at this point, we kind of got distracted by the news that um, Dillian White, in boxing, Dillian White, who was going to be Anthony Joshua's next opponent, the fight was cancelled. He was removed from the event because he uh, got caught for a performance-enhancing substance, or a banned substance, I should say. And we kind of went off on a little tangent of, of like, who's going to fight, who could fight, who's available for Anthony Joshua. And I was going to originally just have a a timer, like, give you a time to skip ahead, but it went on for a few minutes, so I'm just going to give you this little blurb instead. If you want to hear that shit, we'll, I'll put it on at the end after the outro and everything. If you want. we got to get back onto business here. You uh, have, yeah, sorry, well, uh, I'm leaving all this say. shit in. Like, I'll, I'll put in like a note, like skip ahead X amount of time, and you'll... Yeah. If you don't want to hear boxing talk. UFC 292 is coming up. This one's going to be in Boston, so that's kind of fun. Oh, shit, Marlon Beer, I forgot. Uh, I didn't know... I forgot that I had... That he was on this, but yeah. Uh, bottom up here, Marlon Vera ranked 6th versus Pedro Munoz ranked 10th at Bantamweight. That's a fun fight. Is this the second time they've tried to make this fight? Yeah, I think so. I think somebody was wet before something like that. Uh... <laughs> Alright, <laughs> Cody Garbrandt versus Mario Batista, another Bantamweight. 
Bantamweight fight? Banger. Is it? Cody's probably, Cody's probably got to win this, hasn't he? Otherwise, his career is, you know. Is he at really that, really like, uh, if he loses, he's going to get cut kind of thing? No, it, I think he's he's a good enough name, and he's a, has an exciting enough style for the UFC to, like, make up an excuse to keep him around. But, yeah. like, if he has any aspirations of, like, doing something in his division, he's got to win. Yeah. I see. Well, he's on the on the championship card, so kind of one of those who could be next. Possibly you. Uh, Welterweights. Jeff Neal ranked 8th versus Ian Machado Gary ranked 13th. Um, so he's Irish, isn't be, he? Yeah, he. so he's the guy who does try, does the whole Conor McGregor Yeah, stuff. that's right. He, uh, he, does, he did some cringe shit at like, his last win. Did he like copying McGregor's like the hands up or... walking around? He did something like that, yeah. It's uh, like the "Are you not entertained?" It... kind of thing. He, he just he made himself look a bit of a twat. I'm not gonna be honest. Like I don't think the, the fans were that were that asked about it. So I hope Jeff Neal fucking knocks him out of a spinning kick. <laughs> wow, he's going against your own. <laughs> oh wait, I don't want to misspeak. Are you? I forget. He's if you're an Irish, Irish citizen. I I claim birth. Yeah. So okay. Whenever, well, I don't want to. Whenever it suits me to be British, I'll be British. Whenever it suits me to be Irish, I'll be Irish. But, well, um... I think I have more faith in your countrymen than than you do, or maybe you just ha hate him. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I don't think we'll be smoking the ear the Ian Packwatch uh, this <laughs> weekend. But hmm. I. Uh, if he's going Jeff... to act like Connor, then I want him to lose like Connor. <laughs> Jeff Neal is definitely the kind of guy that will put you out if you give him like the chance. So if he like tries to style and like does something stupid and gets caught, like I, it's very possible hmm. that that Neal would be the one to do it. Ooh. He's got like Shadow Realm type power. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like when he puts people out, they're fully out. There's no like, there's no semblance at all of them being maybe not out. Wei Li Zhang, this is the strawweight champion versus Amanda Limos, ranked fourth. Yeah, Yasmin Lucindo. They were when they were talking about the lineup for the fight night card. They mentioned that, and also f motherfucking Tatiana Suarez, who just uh, choked out Andrade. They were talking about her, about both of them for. Uh, Wei Li as a possible future opponents. Well, Wei, Wei Li's already been the champ before. So she still is now. <laughs> I think I was looking at the wrong line there. Um, Lemos isn't much of a challenge, much of a threat, if I'm honest. I think Wei Li will just melt through her, just outstrike her, and really just put, beat the brakes off her. Uh, I'm not expecting much either, like because of all the, of all the the women's fights that we we talk about, like it really doesn't seem like there's a whole lot standing in Whaley's path to continue reigning. Um, I think the only one that I maybe thought was Andrade taking another run at the belt, but after what happened last weekend, I mean, who's to say? Hmm. Um, uh, let's get to the main event. Bantamweight champion Aljamain Sterling fights ranked number two Sean O'Malley. Is he still second? Let me make sure I got that right. Because I'm pretty sure he is. Yep. St Sterling wins this, right? 
Mrabvalishvili or it's, something? It's, it's difficult to see a, a path for O'Malley to win unless... Like, Sterling's got to fight like a complete idiot. The easy the easy thing for him to do is just get Sean on the ground, and then the fight's over. Either he submits him, or he controls him for 90% of the fight and wins a decision. The only chance Sean has is if the fight stays standing on the feet long enough for him to land something big. Is it possible? I guess, but like, man, it's... <laughs> it, it, it's an area we haven't seen Sean like truly excel at is like wrestling, and you know maybe he's done some more stuff in camp to prepare. But I don't know, man. If if Aljamain fights smart, he should win. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. And the bit that I have seen of Sterling, which is not a lot, I admit, but he seems to be like a really high higher IQ kind of guy, where like he knows his strengths and he keeps he keeps it within those lanes. He doesn't like really let shit get out of his control as best he can of course but I don't think that he's going to want to stand up with Sean just to not to leave an opening for him to do anything reaching deep into the Doritos bag that could be here yes very much but yeah, um, I mean, at the same time, though, Sean has got, like, I'm a believer in his power. Like, he is serious one-shot knockout power. He could knock you out with his feet. He can knock you out with his hands. You know, I, I, I believe, but this is just a really bad matchup for him. If he was fighting against another, like, striker-heavy person, I would want to favor him, but he's not. So. Maybe, like, Marlon Vera? If I remember, he's a bit of a... Oh, he'd smoke Vera at this yeah. point. Yeah, oh yeah. He's a... Oh, man, do we want to do picks on these? I could do picks on the whole 292 card. Yeah, yeah, I could, yeah, I could do all episodes. All right, let's boogie then. Uh, let's go bottom up again. Marlon Vera or Pedro Munoz? Vera, for me. I'll take Pedro. Nice. Cody Garbrandt, Mario Bautista. I'm rolling with Cody. <laughs> Mario for me. Fun, fun, fun. Jeff Neal, Ian Machado Gary. Jeff Neal. <laughs> oh, you're crazy. Ian's winning this by knockout. Oh, we're, get, we're we'll getting we're getting serious. Jang Weili versus Amanda Limos. Jang. Oh, easy. Easy. Both of you? Yeah, Whaley. Alright, cool. Uh, and Sterling O'Malley. Sterling for me. I'm going to play it surf. Yeah, I'll take Sterling as well. I'd want to play Risky, but I played Risky in the last card and didn't you work did. out. So. That you did. Oh. Uh, just, man, I've of the few fighters that are on TikTok, Sean O'Malley is one of them. The dude is cringe as fuck. I really hope he loses. <laughs> he does have a very. Uh, I understand how you could call him cringe. Like, yeah, uh, I know what you mean. I know the angle he's going for. I can. I, it's obvious, but like, it, I'm, I'm being caught in it. I'm caught by exactly what he wants. Is either you're gonna yeah. love him or hate him for what he does, and I don't. I don't care for it. But I mean, Did, at, the, at the same time, I like Adrian Broner. So, say what you will. 
O'Malley posted a really funny TikTok the other day. Let me see if I can find it. I don't know. It was like he was like making out with his like training dummy or something, and then the camera comes around the corner. And he's like, "No, no, that's not what it looks like." Yeah, <laughs> like, oh, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. that's the style of humor he uh, he he has. And I don't know. I guess it works. He gets numbers. Yeah. Ultimately, that's what matters. Mid-year picks. We've been putting this one off for a bit, but we're here. I didn't list mine because not all of them anyway, because uh, I knew that there some of them might be kind of dumb, so I wanted to get not let you have a chance to read it beforehand. But uh, so so let's we picked um, what is it six categories: fight, fighter, knockout, submission, beating, and schooling. So to differentiate, a beating is just you know one-sided, ass-kicking may or may not go the distance. Typically goes to the later rounds. Uh, schooling is not full of not high damage necessarily but the levels are very clear so yeah we'll get to it and uh if you guys want to explain your picks but for fight of the year i think we all picked the same one we did uh makashev versus volkanovsky i think we all picked this one for me this was the fight that inspired this entire uh podcast so i had to there's there have been others that were really entertaining but yeah, that was just such an incredible card. Like, especially when the smart part of your brain said, "Oh, Makachev's just gonna maul him." So to see Volk not allow that to happen to him, but also to like do things we've never seen done to like that kind of Sambo style of wrestling, and just the fact he's coming up in weight and knocking down the bigger guy in the closing moments, and it's like so much energy and drama around that fight. It was just just perfect. That's a great one. Joe, Joe, we just had Bud Spencer, really. You know, even though Bud's performance is amazing, we didn't really get the super fight that we were promised. In this one, we definitely got the super fight. Yeah. You know, there were moments where Islam stung um, Alex, and he was, you know, out on his feet. There were moments where Alex did the same to him. And then, like, as you say, seeing, uh, seeing Volkanovski, who's a much shorter guy, than Islam go and basically neutralize the Sambo style. You know, he was sort of taking the piss at one point, wasn't he? When he when Islam tried to choke him and he's like hitting Islam with his own hand, you know, with, with himself. Mm-hmm. You know, was, uh, that was an amazing moment in the fight, you know, just an amazing moment in fighting, you know, so anything more before we go to fighter? Alright. Chief picked Volkanovski. Nathan, Volkanovski or Jones? I don't know. You, you want to put your hat on one? <clears throat> it's hard because Volk has got... He's, he's one and one this year, but his loss is to probably the pound-for-pound pound best or one of them. Um, and everything we just said about that fight, why he was able to make that fight close. And then you add on to what he did to Yair a couple weeks ago. Yeah. That's a great case, but at the same time, I think Jones coming off an incredibly long layoff and then just completely annihilating the best guy in his division. I know the guy's from France, right? And we can't, <laughs> I don't want to hold that against him too bad. But like, serious, that is a seriously good performance. And it's like I still have to tip my cap to to Jones on that. Yeah, that was. Um, yeah, we, we were extremely curious, weren't we, to see what heavyweight Jones was going to be like. You know, a lot of us thinking 
surely he can't be as dominant at heavyweight as he was at light heavyweight. And then he goes in this fight, submits the guy, what, within like a minute of the first round, you know, makes it look like child's play. You know, it's, it was, it was pretty rad. Oh, man. Um, actually, the case that you made for Volk is exactly the reason that I picked Diego Lopez as my fighter of the year, uh, the mid-year so far. Uh, he comes in, he, like, I think he had like five days notice to take the Evloev fight. And he gives him a fucking rough fight that you might argue, you could argue that he might have won. And he gets the, that fight of the night bonus. Then he comes back onto the last uh, fight night card, gets another fantastic performance. Uh, I don't know if that was fight of the night, but it was a hi- like highlight reel type of shit. So that five days notice thing, that to me says a lot about his capability. And he, I think he demonstrated that again when he was brought back. Okay. That's a good pick. I actually like that. Damn it. <laughs> No, no <laughs> casual roasting. Uh, it's well argued. It's yeah. actually well argued. Yeah, uh, I did want to go like a little diamond in the rough kind of, <laughs> but it's like I saw his UFC debut, which was that less than a week notice. So like, man, this we're we're on the rise together, Diego. It's you and me, buddy. I'm riding the train. Okay, let's get the the KO. Uh, Chief, you had Barbosa Quarantillo and Nathan Adesanya Pereira too. I remember when you mentioned that, Chief was like, oh shit, I could probably go with that one too. If I'm, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah, that was definitely a good one. Yeah. Barbosa's is just the guy, isn't he? He yeah. is. Eddie Gordo. Yeah, I think the Barbosa KO was quite a bit more violent, but for me, like, when you add just the championship stakes and the history between Adesanya and Pereira, like, that was just like... And he, he knocked him out the same way he hurt him in the first fight, too. Like, that was just like, like man, he, he really did see something in that first fight. And he just, he I don't want to say just got unlucky, but he just wasn't able to pull it off. But in the second fight, he got his chance and he did it. Um, I honestly don't remember what information that I wanted to relay with this one. But I had Jim Miller knocks out Jesse Butler. Oh, that's fair. That was a great knockout. Yeah, I just—I don't think I had a whole lot to say on it. Just like, just look at it. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> sure what more you want. Um, but yeah, that yeah, was mine. Okay, submission. Yes, weird that you that chief you went with Jones over Gone, Nathan you had Grasso over Shevchenko. Um, what's weird about it is the your justification for fighter Nathan is the submission choice for chief that's what I that, I don't know maybe that's ironic or something I don't know it maybe should have been maybe maybe Jones and and gone should have been my sub but the Grosso coming out of nowhere for that upset I mean yeah. not out of nowhere but like that was like I remember us talking about that fight gonna get preview, clearly like like, oh, Shevchenko's going to whoop her. Like, this is not the night. She's, like, suddenly falling off a cliff. And then we woke up on Sunday morning and it's, oh, oh, Grasso just won. <laughs> and and submitted this, you know, long-time champ out of nowhere. Whereas the Jones fight, it wasn't just that he got the submission, but, like, 
after all that ring time, it's like he look. There's no rust. There's no hesitation. You know, I look at that as more of like the performance as a whole rather than just the finish. Okay. So that's how I kind of yeah, that's good. Worked my way to there. <laughs> right submission. Uh, I did try to give this one a little bit of a humorous angle. Uh, Morono misses the Beyblade and then catches means <laughs> in a guillotine. That was my submission. It was. I really just wanted to put Beyblade in there again. Beyblade. <laughs> but it was pretty cool. Like it, he was maybe behind in the on the card uh, on the scores. And and then you know he tries to do something flashy, completely misses, and then he fails upward. It was great. All right, beating. I'll just give mine first on this one. Uh, Beauties are the beasts. Macy Barber beats up Amanda Rebus. That was my pick. <laughs> 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 that was that was fantastic. Uh, and but yeah, like uh, that. This isn't the first time that you could put like a barber's fights in as like a, a top selection yeah. for the year for this yeah. part of the year anyway man Volkanovski Rodriguez is good that's a good one that was like way more one sided than I was expecting <laughs> and poor uh, poor Robert Whitaker too that's a, <laughs> a good shout I don't know how much you want to talk about that chief but <laughs> I'd like not to talk about it. Okay. <laughs> um, oh yeah, you had yeah. a sad face on that one. I didn't transcribe it. <laughs> <laughs> For the schooling, I went with uh, Holloway versus Allen. It was yeah, that, that was a pretty good schooling. That was just Holloway was just clearly a step above, always a step ahead. Allen had some minor success, but which is, I mean, of course they're elite athletes. He's going to have some, but Holloway's clearly in a category above it was really good edwards usman did i see correctly that uh nate diaz clipped edwards once and like really had him wobbly oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah well, it was in the last round yeah. <laughs> that's part of where like diaz has had this kind of aura of like invincible chin and cardio and that's a fight that really fueled it because he got his ass beat for four rounds really four four rounds and four yeah. minutes and then in the last second he catches catches edwards perfectly and he almost puts him out you know what i forgot about was upset i forgot about that as a category altogether grasso shevchenko would have been my pick anyway grasso's yeah that would definitely be up there i i can't recall another upset that had that 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 magnitude like all of yes. the all of the details surrounding it, Grasso, and then they're doing the rematch, which I hope Grasso wins again. <sighs> yeah, Shevchenko's been champ there for a very long time, and after a while, it just gets a bit stale, and you just want a new face as champion. To be honest, yeah, it was part as much as like I respected the like the talent, the skill, generational greatness, but like it was like with Mayweather. It's like, like, yeah, you're awesome. Oh, awesome! You schooled another guy. Great. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you, oh, you schooled another guy. Great. Okay. It's, and it, even if he was knocking guys out like cold, it doesn't matter. It's like this is the same fucking guy over and over. It gets a little old. On that note, that is kind of why I picked Fig Moreno as my schooling of the year, 
just because that was like a fight that was the opposite of that where like the first three fights were all amazing and then the last fight was like oh this is like kind of boring and this is sort of like expected is not the right word but like if you saw a guy fight someone else four times you'd expect the you wouldn't expect the fourth fight to also deliver but just considering how the other three had had been you're kind of like hyped for war and then it was like oh well this was just mundane finality right like pacquiao pacquiao knocking out or getting knocked out by marquez or is that that was actually really really cool well that was actually never mind that that was really awesome Oh, I. <laughs> uh, what happened? Um, no, I just um, I'm thinking about the the videos that like those compilation vids where they, like they alternate Mexican family watching Pacquiao oh. Marquez for Filipino family watching Mexican family Filipino family and there's the the <laughs> the contrast. If you ever want to see the soul of a nation ripped out, just watch those videos. Yeah. That's what happened. That that is exactly what happened. Oh man, the the way the air leaves the room in the Filipino ha- households. I would say I'm sorry, but I can't. All right. Um that's it for our mid-year picks. Oh, decent little block coming up. Got the fight night next weekend. Um, we'll have AJ versus Tony Yoka coming up. <laughs> so that's kind of no, fun. you will, no, you will not. <laughs> it's the perfect, it's the perfect pick. Because yeah, AJ needs to get a win where he looks good. <laughs> Tony Yoka does not have a spine, so it makes perfect sense. I want the big baby. Fuck the drug test and just get big baby. Oh. Let, let AJ yeah. just let AJ give him a lesson. Because you know, AJ's been good there knowing that this guy's on pens and trying to kill him. Well, that should fuel AJ into performing well for once. He's been crushing chicken wings though. The dude's like over 300 pounds. Yeah, so what? It was hilarious that the WBA had a little festival in Argentina. The knockout drugs. KO drugs out of sports. <laughs> And they had Gerald fucking Miller headlining there. <laughs> yep. I did not know that. Yep. Gerald Miller at first, like, I want to say his name was like Bracamonte or something. Oh, oh yeah. I remember this. Yeah. Bracamonte. Yeah. They, those two oh. were the headlines. Uh, Gerald Miller came in like 320 pounds or something. Oh, yes, I do remember. And then uh, the other guy was also around 300. Like, it was the, yeah, he- I, I think it was the heaviest boxing match ever yeah i do remember that's happening <laughs> they make uh andy ruiz look tiny yes they do actually and they, yeah and he's a he's a portly fella let's ko drugs out of sports those are my parting words <laughs> i just want to say this could be my last episode ever because at the weekend well, on friday i'm driving to germany with a few mates of mine with nice cars and we're going to be racing around the nurburgring Around where? Fuck yeah. The Nürburgring. It's like a crazy 13 mile long race track in Germany. Like, it's like around a village, the track. That sounds amazing. 
Yeah, uh, it's. Uh, do you have a dash cam? I don't have one. I'll see if one of the boys got. We we've got walkie talkies. I definitely want to see a little bit of dash cam footage. That would look Ooh. really cool. See if any of the guys. I won't be able to do it. So I don't have the camera for it. I'll have the mount or anything. But one of the guys going might be doing it. But I'll have pictures and all sorts of stuff. So yeah, definitely interested. Yeah, so I'm taking I'm taking my Beamer, which has got I've had a new diff in it. I've had a limited slip diff put in it, and I've now got stronger. What do you call it in the back? Like mounts. Like that the way, sick, the way, dude. Yeah, this... yeah. The um, they're like buffers. I don't know what to call them. They're like on the end of like you know um, suspension and stuff like that. So I've had that change. And it's transformed the way the rear of the car feels. Like the car feels all connected up now. It's, uh, so anyway, I'm fucking going to swear to it. So I might be dead, guys. So if not, <laughs> have a great life. And stay fucking tight and fury. Oh no, wait. That, that's on you. But yeah, pause on that one. Yeah, pause. Pause. <laughs> pause on that one. Pause. <laughs> oh man, man, oh man. I don't feel so bad about uh, Errol Spence getting getting rocked anymore. Really? Yeah, because we had a, we had a good time here. That's why. Well, I'm glad this yeah. is good therapy for you. Because my yeah. parting words are that I'm still depressed. Sending hopes. Pokemon, Macy Barber, if you're listening, <laughs> dinner's at six, as always, my dear. Dear Macy, tire now and take no more damage and come and take Chief's spot after he dies in a motorsport accident. <laughs> oh. <laughs> all right, fellas, I got to get back to it. All right. Was a good oh, one. Yeah. Thank you all. If you listened all the way to the end, if you did, call me and I'll give you money. <laughs> All right, until next time. See ya. Peace. Thanks for listening to this episode of our podcast. If you have any questions or comments on what was discussed or have a topic you'd like to hear on the podcast, you can leave a message on our unattended phone line at 833-589-7637. That's 833-LUX-PODS. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lvxentertainment.net. All right, as promised, here is the boxing talk. Unedited, uncut, uncensored, all the other stuff. Um, obviously, AJ's opponent, White, has just dropped out. He's done <laughs> yeah. the test. That's right. I've just seen a tweet now that says, Eddie Hearn has said on 5 Live, which is like a radio um, program, that Anthony Joshua fight for the weekend expects to be signed in the next hour and announced tonight or tomorrow morning. So we we could be hearing about it while we do the podcast. Fun. I was wondering what was going to happen because... I, I saw that Dillian White pissed hot again. I mean, this isn't the yeah. first time. I This is at least a second, if not more. I know that he's been this in trouble for this. Okay, so he's been in trouble for this before. Um, I, I'm not sure. What Does he need to, like, pretend to have a mental breakdown so that they'll get off his back about it? That's what I've seen that works, is, like, you just say you have a drug problem. It's, and I, I think it's actually three times now. <laughs> But, uh, he's pissed hot. Yeah, 
the first time I remember it was some shit that was in a supposedly in a workout supplement that he got from oh Jack 3D yeah have you, have you ever took that before yes you? I have it, that shit I will have, fuck I you up I took I, I, yeah, I took it when it was like a legal result. Oh my god, that is such a good workout helper. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Gives you crazy energy. So that's, I think that's what he pissed for the first time. That's what he popped for. With some shit that you could get at GNC, but you know, it's not approved for like professional yeah. athletes. Then the second time, it was like. Um... I think they said it could it could be like nasal medicine. That's right, like the that. fucking nasal spray. Ox, ox, ox philodrone or something like that. I think it was called. So he he because I think philodrone um, <laughs> got done the same way. This was like that. Um, so yeah, so the, now another time again. So I wonder what it's going to be this time because the last two times have been sort of calm, not very hardcore uh, steroids is he going to actually pop for like a real steroid this time you know like some fucking windstraw or something it's a like chemical that. that's in his uh, anal suppositories man some, some turinobol or something <laughs> is he going to pop for something serious now time to stop beating around the bush Dillian here's some mandrolone <laughs> mandrolone yeah I'm sure he's going do you know what that's it I, I can just see it next to his name in the, uh, in the news article now Man. Well, hopefully it's somebody fun. I, I, who's really out there that's available for on short notice? Well, uh, checking Twitter now. Hrovich Her- is on the card. He's supposed Hergovich. to be the co-main. Hrovich. Hrovich. And Derek Tajora is also on the card. Either way, so I'd love to see Delboy, but Tajora would be likely. funny as shit. That would be. But at the same time, I, it would be great. I would love to see for that happen for Chizora. Would be great. But at the same time, like man, my the, he's taken so much punishment over his entire career. Like I don't, I don't want to see him take any more than he needs to. That would be yeah, really. He's it. gonna get a big. He's gonna get a huge payday. He's gonna get an AJ payday. Yeah, exactly. That's why I would be so, excited for him, but. So, uh, Andy Ruiz tweeted out that he would, he was calling for the trilogy in that, yeah, he was, that vacancy. He was simping hard, wasn't he? He was twerking hard for uh, Matrim and Joshua. Um, <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't blame I him. It seems the only way he could beat Joshua is on short notice. <laughs> I think there's no way Joshua's management lets that happen. Not again. It's already, Not- yeah, it's already happened once, bro. We're not allowed. find out how many times that attempt, you know, it goes whatever way. Like maybe five times Joshua wins, but this is two of the four times. That yeah, the uh, short notice fights wins. were were AJ's losses. Yeah, so I bet he's shitting it right now because you think, like you say, he's lost to, to like short notice person fighters. <laughs> what's gonna What's gonna happen to him in the next week or so? Uh, Dubois fighting Usyk. Yeah. Also, there is like real pressure on Joshua to look good here because if he looks like really wank, that looks really bad <laughs> on Derek James, and that ruins Spence's oh, chances in a rematch man. even more. Derek Usyk, James goes from trainer of the, the trainer of the year to toilet of the year. <laughs> no, seriously, yeah. like 
he uh if you looked at who he's signed recently he's got ryan garcia he's got mel he's been there for a while spence and then joshua frank and then frank martin and like it's not inconceivable that all of those guys could lose in the next 12 months yep and yeah i'm not here to blame Derek james but like damn that would, that be, would be a good look. <laughs> Bro, King Kong, Luis Ortiz. Oh, please. That's that, like a dream fight of mine. He's fucking oh, available, I'd, I'd too. He is available. Of course he's available. He fights like 50 times a year. He hasn't fought in a year. <laughs> oh, fuck off. Of course he hasn't. Um, Jay has the rematch with Joyce. Um, Bacoli. The guy, he, he fought in April. Um, and before that, he hadn't fought in a year when he beat Tony Yoka. Well, he was fighting loads of times before. Yes. Like, uh, like when he was fighting Wilder, he'd be fighting like four times a year. Dude, Tony Yoka's available for AJ. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, bring it on. What about Ngarni? We got Ngarni with AJ. Short notice. Tony- Get Francis in. Oh. Tony Yoka would be the funniest loss of all time. <laughs> I was just imagining him oh. losing. <laughs> you lose to Tony fucking Yoka on short notice. It's time to retire, buddy. Like, you, you, stop it. You're done. <laughs> <laughs> You're done.